I'm Joy Dice, the 2021-2022 President of the Junior League of Atlanta, and I'd like to welcome you to this episode of JLA Inside Out, stories from inside and outside of the Junior League of Atlanta. Um, so this is Colleen Cody. I am the Director of Internal Communications this year, and today I am joined by... Chandra Luckett. Hey, Chandra. So we're here to talk about Chris 180, and I'm ashamed to admit, but I don't know anything about Chris 180. What What is Chris 180? So, Colleen, it's very exciting to be here today, both as a member of the Junior League of Atlanta and a board member here, and also as a Chief Marketing Officer for Chris 180. And Chris 180 is an organization that JLA founded actually more than 40 years ago. So oh, wow. in 2021, we celebrated our 40th anniversary. And this year is year 41 of the organization. And we are a mental health organization that focuses on well-being and behavioral health and wraparound services for children, youth, families, adults, and building stronger communities across Metro Atlanta. So we started 40 years ago in 1981 with women from the Junior League of Atlanta who saw that there was a need to have foster children in the state of Georgia, especially in our local area, to have more of a home-like atmosphere. And so they worked together with another foundation um, out west to come up with an organization that could provide homes in communities for children in foster care who would have been institutionalized because many of their situations involved them enduring a lot of trauma. And so they had been in and out of different foster placements and they just really needed a home setting and an atmosphere where it was focused just on foster children. So with the partnership of the Junior League of Atlanta, we were able to grow and become an organization that was first known as Charlie, so Georgia Charlie, and then Chris Kids, and now Chris 180, with a few other names there in between. And we, without the support of many of the women of the Junior League of Atlanta, some of whom are still very active sustainers that we all uh, know, many in the community, like Bobby Cleveland and Ann Kramer and Alice Ball and several other women, they were able to help us get off the ground and are still very active in the work that we do today. Wow, amazing. So when did Chris 180 spin off from the Junior League and kind of become its own nonprofit? So it was always its own nonprofit, actually. So Junior League was a part of founding the organization as a separate nonprofit. And it started off as a placement of like new opportunities to figure out what were the needs in the community at that time. And those were the needs of the community at that time, which was to come up with a program that could help foster children. And that program became, at the time, Charlie, Georgia Charlie. And so it has always been its its own nonprofit. And last year when I was looking through some history files, I found our incorporation paperwork and the address listed was our address here at headquarters. So it is truly a long-standing relationship. And we are so grateful for the foresight of those women who decided then that children needed to be in a place where they were loved and valued. And since then, we have gone on to expand and do a lot of things, I'm sure, which we will talk about. But that is really the very beginning of our relationship. So you hinted at that you've gone on and expanded into other things. Um, you know, I, I, it sounded like when Chris 180 started, they started with the foster care system. Mm-hmm. 
what have they gone on and expanded to do? So we are always, and children and foster children are always going to be a part of the work that we do. And we really realized that as an organization, we needed to focus on behavioral health. So we expanded over the years and we are now operating 10 counseling centers across Metro Atlanta in the city of Atlanta in Fulton County and DeKalb County and in Gwinnett counties where people, families, individuals like you and I can come and get services from organizations that have a strong list of therapists. Our therapists are trained in some of the most intense forms of therapy. So if you need someone to talk to or you need a family session, couples counseling, and of course, working with individual children, we provide that. We also are in 80 Metro Atlanta schools providing school-based mental health. So we're able to have therapists who are able to actually be almost on staff at schools, right? And they're able to provide therapy to children during the day so that their parents don't have to take off work to take them to therapy. Or, you know, they can maybe be pulled out of a class if they need that assistance as well. But really cool thing about our school-based program is that parents and their siblings can also receive help from Chris 180. So it may be just on a therapy basis, but if we realize that there are other members of your family who need assistance, we will also connect you with our additional resources. Resources. And in our school-based program, we are able to also work with teachers and administrators at that school to make sure that they have the training that they need to help de-escalate situations, to be able to help children work on their behaviors. So it is not always a, a punitive thing. It's how can we help them change their behaviors so that they can change the direction of their lives, which is our motto in being able to be stronger, healthier children who can withstand uh, different changes in their lives. So that has become a really big priority for us. So Chandra, you'd mentioned kind of a foster care element for Chris 180. How does, how do foster care kids get kind of into the program and how does it work when somebody ages out of the foster care system? Really good question, Colleen. And you know, often the children who come to Chris 180 in our therapeutic foster care program, they are what we call high acuity. So that means that they may have um, several mental health challenges. They may have been seen in previous placements as being violent or um, acting out because of the trauma that they have faced. So we call ourselves a trauma-informed organization because everything we do is seen through that trauma lens of all of us have experienced trauma, some at a much higher level than others. And so when children come into our foster care program, they have been in an average of seven placements Wow! before they come to Chris 180. And um, they're referred to us through the state, right? So we are um, partners with the state and the Department of Children and Family Services. And so that's kind of how we get connected in that way. And the other thing in terms of when kids age out is something that is definitely something I learned more about in the past few years with Chris 180, is you can imagine if you were in the foster care system, you graduate from high school and maybe you're getting ready to go to college or trade school or just simply to work, what happens then when you don't have that home with foster parents in them? What, what do you do next? And what we realized years ago was that there was a need to provide transitional 
permanent supportive housing for children who had aged out of the foster care system and were now going to become young adults who, if not helped, could have become young adults who are experiencing homelessness. And so then we started Summit Trail Apartments, which is on our um, offices in East Atlanta, and they are a permanent supportive housing apartment community. And so youth who have either aged out of foster care or who may have been homeless at one time are able to live in apartments um, that have apartments, you know, are managed by a property manager. They have to pay, you know, a certain percentage of their income is rent. They either have to be working or in school and it's all subsidized, but we want them to have responsibility so that they can eventually move out if they choose to. But we also have some youth who have been there for several years. It is a place where it's very structured. They work with a life coach at Chris 180 to make sure that they are, you know, learning how to use their bank accounts or writing resumes for jobs or just making sure they're reaching their goals. And then they also get therapy at Chris 180 as well to make sure that they are building a resilient life. And so we're able to provide them with that support and just an, a little bit of extra encouragement and wraparound care is what we call it to make sure that they're able to be really productive citizens in society. And we also house in that apartment complex, we have a few units for single moms with children. So imagine growing up in the foster care system or being a young adult experiencing homelessness and then having a child. That is a situation that none of us want to be in, in terms of not having housing. And I could go on and on about the unhoused situation here in Atlanta, but that's not the full conversation that we have time for today. But that is a big part of our work is making sure that we're supporting adults and young adults, especially those who are in the most vulnerable populations to be able to build stronger, more resilient lives. Yeah. And it sounds like the Summit Apartments isn't limited to just those individuals coming out of the foster care system, that it's open to other vulnerable population. Yes, but they have to be young adults. So it's in that young adult uh, age frame. And typically, um, a lot of the youth either come from previous Chris 180 programs that they were in as children, or they are referred to us again, it's that referral system uh, with us in the state, because there are children who continue to be in foster care who age out. Uh, after they graduate from high school or maybe sometimes even when they're 18 and then they can move there. Or if they are referred to us by another organization that works with youth who are experiencing homelessness, who are not necessarily in the foster care system, who have been kicked out by their families for a variety of reasons. And often we, in our apartment complex, we see youth who have been kicked out from their family home, not because they were in foster care or not to go into foster care, but because they identify as LGBTQ and there is no place in their family for them or, you know, their family turns their back on them. And we always believe that we are a place for everyone and that we serve the entire community and that we want to always be a loving, supportive place that young people can call home. Yeah, that's amazing. Well, and I, I know that's a huge portion of kind of what Chris 180 does is the whole kind of 
kids section, but it's not all that Chris 180 does. There's a, a whole other population that you serve. Kind of what are some of the other areas that Chris 180 serves in the city of Atlanta? So we also work with adults and uh, we changed our name in 2016 from Chris Kids to Chris 180 to better reflect the work that we were doing with adults. Because often, you know, people felt like, oh, I can't come there for help because they just work with children. But in fact, we actually do serve adults in a number of ways. So we talked a little earlier about our counseling services, which are available to all adults, but we also opened a few years ago, the West Side Empowerment Center on Atlanta's West Side, which is additionally a counseling center. It's a place where residents, especially legacy residents on the West Side, so that could be you know senior citizens or folks in the elderly community, they can have a place where they can meet with a nurse, they can be served by our community health workers who go out in the community to make sure that people have, you know, the right medical care. And if they need to be connected with resources, especially things like food and housing, they can work within that program. Additionally, we manage the Cure Violence Atlanta office, which is in southeast Atlanta, and it works in the neighborhood planning unit V in the city of Atlanta. And it works as a violence prevention and interruption program. And so it works in the NPUV area to provide the neighborhood and the communities with support uh, when violent crime happens and working alongside people who may have committed those crimes into encouraging them to turn their lives around or stopping crime before it happens. And so that is heavily an adult program and a young adult program where we really try to build relationships within the community. In addition, we are also the lead partner at the Atlanta Police Foundation's At Promise Youth and Community Centers, located on the west side in South Atlanta and in Southwest Atlanta. And those are primarily after-school type programs that provide support for youth who are currently in school, for their families and communities, making sure that they have what they need to be successful in the classroom, but also, again, learning more life skills, having a safe place to go in their neighborhoods, and adults who care about them and want to see them succeed in life. And we have seen so many amazing community shifts in the West Side program, which started several years ago, and then we expanded um, to the South and Southwest parts of the city. And we are so thrilled to be the lead partner there, and we are grateful for our partnership with the Atlanta Police Foundation. So it sounds like Chris 180 is kind of based on the West Side and kind of South Atlanta. And East Atlanta. And East Atlanta. <laughs> and some in Gwinnett. Okay, so a little bit broader. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Um, are there any plans to expand to other parts of the city of Atlanta? I mean, it sounds like you guys have a lot on your plate as, as it is. <laughs> I mean, we truly do touch all areas. I think the only area we're not really in is Cobb. And, you know, hey, Cobb schools, if you're out there, um, call us. Um, but really and truly, we are able to go to so many places and reach so many people through partnerships, right? Through our office, our office locations may be a central place where our staff members are, but we also have people in our community programs who work with families who need more intensive care. And so they, those homes may be in Gwinnett. They may be in North Fulton. They could be, you know, in Stone Mountain in those areas. And because of their flexible schedules, they're able to go and help that family one 
night if they're having issues at dinner and they need to have a family conversation or if a parent needs some resources to deal with their child who's going through a really difficult time and they need to have a psychiatric evaluation we're there and we are there with them in court if they are going through those issues and if they are dealing with a substance use problem we truly try to cover that whole range of spectrums of things that families and adults and young adults may need. So for all of these families that you guys are involved with, how do they get to you? How, how do they get into these programs that you're talking about? Is it they just kind of walk through a Chris 180 door or? <laughs> they can do that. They can do that. Uh, we also get referrals. So we partner and believe that partnerships are the key to a sustainable nonprofit community. And so we have a lot of partners, many of which are, are junior league partners as well, who send us referrals who send us names of clients they have and we do the same as well and also in the school systems people even in the schools where we don't have therapists people know about Chris 180 so we'll often get referrals that way and sometimes that helps build additional partnerships but we also have a lot of Chris 180 alum out in the communities who are either former staff members working uh, in various nonprofits and other organizations or even former clients and they spread the word and people can look on our website and find their resources and you know we're happy to take phone calls and say you know how can we help you what do you need and how can you be connected to us the easiest way to find help whether it's counseling or other programs I talked about is by emailing our care team and it's really easy it's care team at chris180.org so capital c h r i s dot org 180.org awesome so how does it work in terms of your staff mm -hmm. is it is everyone kind of on the chris 180 staff or do you have volunteers is it an army of volunteers is what I'm imagining <laughs> in my head of, of just Chris Manady volunteers all over the place. So we actually have more than 400 employees and they are spread out across Metro Atlanta. And we have a few located in other areas, but they really do the bulk of this work in the community and you know in our offices to make sure that critical mission support like marketing and admin and finance all gets done but also you know the majority of our staff members are working on our programs team from our counseling services to our foster care services to our adoption services and all of the community initiatives we talked about and in terms of volunteers you know because of the work we do and the sensitivities of working and populations that we serve we have to be really careful before we just bring a new adult or even a family into that environment and that's strictly because we want to make sure that we're always protecting our clients and really being thoughtful about the people that we bring around them so it is a more uh, strenuous process in terms of, of volunteering because we do have to make sure that people have been background checked and that they are um, willing to serve the population that we serve at Chris 180 so we don't necessarily have a ton of walk-up volunteer opportunities um, we do work with corporate groups so if there's an a project or something that a corporate group wants to take on in terms of um, helping us create outreach packages for some of the outreach our team does on the streets of Atlanta to connect people with resources to creating welcome home kits which members of the Junior League have done so grace graciously over the years and that's basically creating a kit for a youth who's going to move into Summit Trail Apartments. So imagine you know when you and I moved into our first apartments we had family members who made sure we had all the things we needed. 
What happens when you don't have that support system? And so we make sure they've got dishes and towels and bedding. And those are really great things to assemble at birthday parties or at holiday parties. So if you want to think about giving back, that is absolutely a great way. We do large distributions around Christmas for Christmas gifts and other holiday items. So those are great collection things to do. And we're also happy to provide you know trainings to organizations that want to learn more about trauma or resilience or team building and we have a training team that will do that and come to your office and so that's another way to be engaged with the work of Chris 180 but everything we do costs money and I would be remiss without saying you know donations matter <laughs> and you know from five dollars to five hundred dollars we can truly make a difference in more lives of children in Metro Atlanta through financial support. If that's something that, that people are interested in, all you have to do is go to our website, chris180.org. Awesome. Well, you'd mentioned kind of this training arm of Chris 180 and kind of coming into even corporate locations to offer some training on resiliency and dealing with trauma mm -hmm. and, and all of that. Can you kind of elaborate a little bit about what that is? So another arm of Chris 180, because how many arms do we have, right? Yeah, so <laughs> I think you guys are octopuses now. I mean, all kinds of arms all over the place. I know. I wish you all could hear us and see us moving our arms around. So we have and run what's called the Chris Training Institute. And initially it was started because we do have so many clinicians. And when we use the word clinicians, we mean people who are licensed clinical social workers or licensed marriage and family therapists or professional counselors, all those people with the L's on the end of their email signatures. <laughs> they need continuing education units. And so many, of course, careers involve having those continuing education units. And we provide those for not just our staff members, but for anyone in Metro Atlanta, or now we've just received some new accreditation so we can provide virtual trainings across the country uh, and be able to give people those those uh, continuing education credits. But one of the things that over the past few years we've expanded to is doing trauma trainings for police departments and school districts and anyone else who works in an organization that may in, be working with people who have gone through traumatic things in their lives to be a better responsive to those things, to know how to handle situations. So we provide that. We also help people who may be working with LGBTQ youth on making sure that they are informed about how it is to work with that population and making sure that they are using trauma-informed language in working in those areas. And also we talk a lot about building teams. And of course we have a focus on diversity, equity, and inclusion. And that is really important to us. And it is really key for us to provide trainings for, for not just other nonprofits and not just other clinicians, but for the entire community. And so that may mean working on, you know, bringing peace to your neighborhood, to your neighborhood HOA. How do you deal with, you know, how do you deal with difficult people? But we can truly build out any kind of custom training. And for us, it's another way for us to spread the Chris 180 name, not just to corporations and not just to, you know, the business community, but all over. Uh, and then when the weather is nice, we also have a ropes course where you can come and do activities and team building activities if you want to explore the great outdoors. I haven't been on the ropes, but I've taken a lot of photos of people on the ropes and it is always a sight to see. Amazing. Well, you'd mentioned resiliency and I feel like we would be remiss if we didn't talk something about what we've all had to be very resilient about in the last few years, which is kind of COVID. How has COVID and kind of the pandemic really impacted 
the population that Chris 180 serves. You know, Colleen, in these past two, what, going on three years, the demand for mental health services has just tripled. Maybe even quadrupled in some cases, and that is definitely not an understatement. People need folks to talk to. People are going through a hard time, and you know I am not a therapist, but I always say I'm around enough to know a little a little bit of everything. But we have seen just the demand for services, both in person mental health services and you know telehealth services, to be able to support more people who have really dealt been dealt a difficult hand with isolation and with just the change in our society and environment and children especially you know that social emotional learning is so important and our school-based team takes calls every day from more school districts more individual schools that say we need a therapist here and you know we're bound of course by the number we number of therapists we can hire and get in and train but we can't keep up with the amount of people. And so we're continually hiring and training new therapists to be able to provide people for folks to lean on. And what's been really interesting is that I think this country is having a mental health reckoning in many ways. It was a hush-hush thing for so long to talk about going to therapy or seeing someone. But now people talk about it in conversations at restaurants and in you know in public anywhere because we want to normalize it because you don't have to be going through a mental health crisis to need someone to talk to you know there's this whole feeling and movement about languishing and just kind of being there and having someone to lean on and talk to doesn't mean that you you know are going through this crisis that you can't get out of it just means you're human yeah. And it is so important right now more than ever. If you need help, of course, we want you to come to Chris 180, but really seek that help and find someone to talk to, whether it's online or in person, because it really will make the difference and hopefully provide you with some more resilience. Because while things may be hopefully calming down with COVID, we just don't know what's around the corner. And it's important to us to be able to withstand things no matter how they come at us. And what we continue to see is that people who are removed from their families or people who've lost their jobs. So, you know, as we know, a lot of companies closed during COVID. And yes, there are a lot of openings. But, you know, are you a skilled employee? Do you have those skills that are open for those types of jobs? You know, what does that look like? And people who, you know, may have lost their homes because you know, they were evicted and, you know, don't have anywhere to go or they have so many backups and bills. I mean, we take calls every day from people who are either in you know we use the word unhoused often because you may not be living on the streets you know seven days a week but you may be bouncing back and forth from friends houses and you don't have a place to stay um but are you also maybe going through a, a divorce and you all can't afford to buy separate homes so you're staying together in a relationship just for the convenience of having a place to go or you're a child whose parents are not home because they're working all the time trying to make ends meet and there are just so many different areas and for a lot of people it doesn't even have to do with socioeconomic status it is a situation and mm -hmm. we are here to help and we really want people to to rely on therapeutic services right now and we really want more attention um, to be on that because we really believe that having a stable environment 
is the key to being able to get through some of these things we've been facing. Absolutely. Well, if anyone is listening who kind of is newly getting introduced to Chris 180, and they may be looking for that help, how would they get in touch with you? So the great thing is that you can go on our website, chris180.org, and click on the page that says Counseling Centers. It will show you all of our locations where we offer counseling services across Metro Atlanta, and many of our locations also offer telehealth if you either are comfortable with being in person with a therapist or if you live outside of the Metro Atlanta area and you are more than welcome to reach out to our team and they will be in contact with you to schedule some time to talk. Well, Chandra, will you tell me the website one more time? It's chris180.org. So Chris as in a person's name, but ours is in reference to our core values, which is creativity, honor, respect, integrity, and safety. So chris180.org. Awesome. Well, hopefully you guys are going to have a little bit of a lower kind of tick down in terms of how many people are reaching out because hopefully we're coming out of covid I hope so. I hope so. Yeah. But is there anything kind of from the pandemic and how you guys have shifted your operations that, you know, you've kind of seen some benefits from or just more more the mental health strain that's been put on all of us over the last few years? You know, when the pandemic first hit, we immediately thought about the communities that we serve that are underserved. And we launched a full-scale food distribution program. Now, we are not a food organization. But when you serve people in communities that are um, in food deserts and areas and they come to you for all types of services, our clients know they can call Chris 180 and we're going to find someone to help them. But at that point, all those other partners were either full or they were closed because they had to figure out how to get things back started. So we started a food distribution program on the east side, on the south side, and on the west side. And we served more than 3 million meals. Wow. And, you know, we pared that program down now um, to just be a, a distribution program on Tuesdays and Fridays. But in the height of that, we realized that so many people were inside their homes when we were delivering food and they hadn't talked to anyone in days. And so we started doing, along with volunteers, well checks. And so when we would drop off food, we would ask them a series of questions. And many of the people, both old and young, said, wow, this is the first time I've talked to anybody this week. This is the first time anyone has asked me. So we realized in that way that, you know what, how can we as an organization can continue to meet the needs people have? And that may mean, you know what, we started with food, but now because we're able to build that relationship, we can ask you about your mental health. Then we can get you connected with services. And then if you need continue to need long-term food solutions, we have partners for that. And we're going to connect you with partnerships there, and we're going to work with you on on your mental health needs as an organization. So we make, you know, food was the entryway for us to be able to help a lot of families in different ways. And so what we've realized is that we have to continue to be flexible. And while we never want to do anything that's outside of our mission, we realize our mission, you know, to heal children, strengthen families, and build community covers a lot of ground. Yeah, as I say, that's kind of a broad mission statement. (laughs) It really is. It covers a lot of things. Yes, yes. So is there anything kind of as we wrap up our conversation that you'd want anyone listening to know about Chris 180 or kind of have in the back of their mind is leaving this conversation, this is what I want you to remember about Chris 180. What I would like for each of you listening to remember about Chris 180 is two things. The first thing is that a small group of committed women really can change the world. And the women of the Junior League who invested in this organization more than 40 years ago 
really set the Atlanta community on a different path. And with their support, we have been able to help more than 100,000 people since the founding of the organization. And the second thing I would say is that while we want your support, there are so many other nonprofits who need dedicated volunteers. And we would encourage you to find one that suits best suits your needs, but to think about the children and those young adults especially, who when we see people on the corner or if we see people outside in a parking lot, sometimes we turn our heads because it's uncomfortable for us. But to see them as people just like you and I, and that doesn't mean you have to roll down your window every time and, and give someone you know something from your car, but just to think of them and to challenge yourself to see everyone as human, not humans that deserve better. Because when we use the word deserve, that means someone has done something to earn, right? We as individuals all should have better, stronger lives. And when you think about Chris 180, I want you to think about a place that's a house. And we are trying to build a foundation of resiliency and strength and courage for all of the people we serve. And maybe just asking the question, are you okay? Are you okay? Awesome. Well, Chandra, thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate it. And I was very informative, at least for me, to learn so much more about Chris 180. Thank you, Colleen, for having me. Thank you for listening to this episode of JLA Inside Out. If you have feedback, thoughts, or questions, we would love to hear from you. Please reach out to us at insideout at jlatlanta.org.